0: Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. And
1: yourself? Doing well, thanks. You can hear me well? I can. Can you hear me okay? And you're not hearing too much of that background hum?
0: No, it's all good. Uh, It's all good. good. Hi, everyone. So this is the Entrepreneurs Podcast. Um, Welcome. I'm MC Basil, the host. Um, Would you like to introduce yourself, please?
1: Sure. My name is Lane Northcutt. I'm a YA author, um, author of the Delivery Company series, and I am originally from Kentucky, but now residing in New York City.
0: Awesome. Um, So um, would you like to um, let us know a bit about uh, your book and your most recent uh, uh, Whip or project?
1: Sure. Uh, So The Delivery Company is a YA dystopian novel, and it focuses on the overall question of basically what would happen if the government just decided that those of us who had a chronic illness or disability just were deemed unfit to live. Um, And they run a facility uh, that creates the ideal children for people um, called replacements. And then they get rid of those who have those uh, disabilities or illnesses or anything they deem wrong. um, And those are the rejected. And the book focuses primarily on two teenagers um, in alternating chapters from both sides um, as they try to Eventually, take down the delivery company.
0: Awesome. Um, so you've already written and published one book. Um, where are you with the second one?
1: Ah, uh, it's uh, really interesting that you're asking because, as of uh, at the time of recording, I am just making the final um, edits before I send it off to my editor on Monday. So uh, the sequel is getting ready to uh, to launch. Start being in the final process. Yeah. Awesome. That's really good. And how was it writing at this time? Um, to be honest, the sequel is, I think, like 10 times harder than writing the first book of a series.
0: <laughs> oh, why is that? I would have thought it'd yeah. be easier. Uh,
1: you would think so. And, and you know, to be honest, like some things were much easier in the sense of like, I know where the story is going, essentially. Um, and I know the core cast of characters, but at the same time, um, the middle... Uh, if you think about it this way, right, it's a trilogy. So it's, it's book one, two, and three, which also kind of serve as like act one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And, and as you know, um, and as many authors, I think, know, the act two can sometimes be a little difficult. Um, mm-hmm. the, you know, the middle of the book can kind of sag a little bit if you don't really try to fight that. So um, mm-hmm. and I think that that really rings true with the sequel in a series as well. And so I, on top of that, you also have all of the expectations and the um, the thoughts and questions from the audience of the first book, you know, so yes. you have to try to hopefully meet or exceed those expectations.
0: Absolutely. And then there's also the continuity as well. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, well, <laughs> I have, I've read the first book and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to try you. and focus uh, on the, on the business side of mm-hmm. things. Um, so, Um, If I just jump right in, would you consider yourself a good business person, medium, or bad? And if so,
1: whichever you choose, why? Oh, you know, as much as I would like to say good, I I actually would say um, I'm almost leaning toward bad, but also (laughs) maybe like a low medium. And (laughs) to be honest, because, you know, um, my, I don't know, the way that I work is very much on the creative side of things and very much on the the storytelling aspect and less so on the, um, marketing advertising. I need to push this book on as many people as possible um, mm. side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, it, um,
0: um, uh, we talk about, um, production for a bit. Um, so how are you uh, making your book? Um, and is it digital hard copy? Um, what, what is that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the book itself is, and the whole series will be um, available in print and ebook format. Hmm. Um, so I started off with um, going through Amazon and Ingram Spark for my um, print copies. So it's in paperback. Um, I think, I believe it's uh, 5.5 by, or 5.25 by 8 um, dimension size. So, um, and the. Ingram Spark allows me to, you know, get it into all of the bookstores as well, and I also have the ebook format distributed through uh, Draft2Digital and Amazon uh, KDP. Mm. Um,
0: and what's the um, in terms of um, the cost? How much does it actually cost you to make?
1: Okay, uh, that's a great question. I besides all of the stuff before getting the book actually, pr- like as far as print goes, it costs mm-hmm. me nothing um however i mean i don't get as much from the sales uh Mm -hmm. so if you look at it that way what am i losing based on print costs probably about four ish dollars um per print copy and then um about a dollar or so on the ebook copies i believe okay and um
0: okay and is that just how um why is that by the way
1: uh, it's because of the uh well print costs um you know it's it's a little bit longer you know it's over 300 pages so it can be you know they, they have to i guess make the cost for the paper but also mm-hmm. um distribution and everything else and probably make a little bit of a profit i'm sure so um yeah i get about a third of the uh, list price for every mm-hmm. print copy and then ebook i think it's just the distribution um you know the cost of distribution and and aggregating so that i don't to be honest it's probably just a convenience fee um and for them to pay their staff that is taking care of this which is more than okay with me i'd rather that happen than me try to go through everything and do it myself
0: yeah um and have you made any errors in production
1: um yeah I, i guess the the biggest one that happened probably is uh, working with my cover designer, we realized that there was within the template, a cutoff line that was very faint, um, through, what was it? I guess KDP and ingram part, but mostly KDP, I believe. So, um, I actually hit print or publish, um, right before I wanted it to, because I read that it could take up to 24 to 72 hours. Right. So, um, I wanted to make sure it was done in time and that they approved everything. And actually they did not approve the original um, version of me after hitting publish the first time. And it was because we were just barely outside of that print margin for the cover. Um, it was going to chop off just a hair. So um, sent that back to them and fixed it right away. And then was able to resubmit and have it published pretty much right away after that. But um, I'd say that was probably one of the bigger things, which it actually isn't, in the grand scheme of things that big of a deal. Um, It really only put like a a 10 hour difference in published time, which I was already ahead of schedule anyway for um, doing so on Amazon itself. So um, not the worst thing. And then I'd say that um, also as far as like printing things and and getting it in time, I think that uh, another error or Yeah, an error would be also the number of proofreaders I had for my first book. Um, I only had one real proofreader, like legitimately doing it as a proofreader. And I think that uh, moving forward, I I will always have at least two or three. Mm. Um, Just so, you know, more eyes is always better, because I know that there were a few typos caught in the actual um, published copy, Mm. which many authors have, you know, even like Stephen King and them have typos in their books. Um, every now and then but uh, the good thing about being an indie published author is i can go in fix that and uh which i did actually do um so that every subsequent copy after that that was printed and shipped was fixed so there were no more typos after a certain number of copies had been sold
0: well that's neat um when i read it i didn't catch any so well then i'm not (laughs) good i'm not the right person to yeah um but yeah it it was very smooth um you know reading um awesome okay so, in terms of investments, how much would you say you've actually invested thus far?
1: I'm in sure. Um, I, I, I have rough estimates because, as I said, my business acumen is probably lower <laughs> than it should be. So, um, I would say that roughly, at least for the first book, I know that it was roughly about $1,200 of investment for um, the editing, cover designing. Um, publication you know like everything that was required to get the book out there Um, software that I you know downloaded and used for everything as well and all in all yeah roughly 12 ish hundred dollars right and then um, I've actually I made all of my money back and started to profit within the first month of of the book being out Um, yeah yeah it was really great I was really happy about that and I knew that I had to hit the magic number of, I, I think it was, um, 400 copies sold. Um, I did that. And then since then I, as I said, which I'm getting better at this for this next book and, and future releases is, uh, I didn't really keep track too much after that. I hit that profit margin. I was like, great. I've made money on it. <laughs> now, now it's not as big of a deal, um, to worry about the numbers. Uh, I need to worry about the the next book now. So, yes. um, <laughs> So yeah, but I know I've sold. Uh, I think I think it's closer to 500 or so copies now, but I'll have I'd have to check and see.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome, that's really good. Um, so you've made back your own money and then some. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and um, would you say that um, in terms of investing more, would you say would you ever look towards sort of crowdfunding or anything like that?
1: Uh, no, I. I personally for me I don't want to ask people for money before the the product is ready um I don't not I don't not that I have anything against that because Kickstarter I think is a very viable option for many people and I have supported Kickstarters before for like games and other things but um I just uh I already have a very cost-effective uh cover designer and um professional editor and that is I just save the money for those things and that's where I put my money I don't I don't pay for. Um, well, I, I guess that would be another mistake I had made in the past, which I'm never doing again. Is paying for advertising that is um, that I don't have a proven, you know, track record or control of, um, and and also for PR and things like that. I, I don't put money into things that I don't um, know will work, and uh, and I wait for my next book to make the money back. Then I then I can spend more money from that. But I don't want to go overboard on something that I'm not a hundred percent sure is going to work. So with book one, yeah, I, yeah, I would not crowd. I didn't crowdsource. I don't plan on crowdsourcing any anymore. Um, and I just, I just want it to be as organic as possible with um, the reach and the sales. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, and I've done a job in sales before where I had to like cold call people and um, you know, knock on doors and, and try to, try to get business and, and start business. And it just was not, uh, not for me. Mm. And uh, I really don't like to force people into, I don't like to force business onto people who do not ask or even are interested in it yet. Mm. Um, and I understand that works for a lot of people, but for me, it just doesn't feel right. So, um, yeah, I like, I like word of mouth and I like organic, um, you know, growth and, and I, I will boost posts on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, things like that, but I won't um they're all things I create too. I don't pay people to do my advertising for me either.
0: Hmm. okay, awesome um, so um, time is 1302 um, if we talk about the running of the business um, so do you run um, do you, are you a full-time author part-time
1: um, what's the... <laughs> <laughs> this,
0: is a, this is a great
1: question. I have uh, never been a full-time author I, I don't know if I ever will be oh. um, but uh, I always am. I'm always writing, but I'm not uh, only writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, during the, my first book was written while I was performing in a show, doing musical theater. Um, I would write in my dressing room on the train, uh, find time to do that while I was performing. And then um, also wrote and edited it all through the pandemic, which I also was dealing with a lot of medical issues. So I was in the hospital for like 30 days of the year during that time frame too, so. Um, lots of things going on. And that was actually when I probably got the most writing done consistently without worrying about other things outside of writing. Um, But right now I work a full time job. I'm I'm teaching, I teach middle school um, theater. So I uh, do that full time. And then I write in the time that I have available some days. And then to be honest, some days I get a lot less done than I wanted or nothing done, um, which I, you know, have to realize is okay, because that's not my That's not what's uh, my main priority right now because I work a full time job and then I'm getting paid that full time job to to do that you know so Mm -hmm. the writing unfortunately comes second or third sometimes um, but it still happens and Mm -hmm. I think it always will regardless of the level that it's it's uh, the the level of priority in my life yeah i mean i
0: would have asked you if you would rather be a full-time author than anything else but i've
1: learned that that question might get people into trouble so (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, i mean uh, that's a fair question i think Mm. um and to be honest my answer is always no because my full-time ideal position is actually to perform Mm full-time um because the theater is my main passion but writing is a very very close second
0: okay Awesome. Um, And do you have any other sort of um, side gigs um, or side hustles sort of um, associated with the writing business?
1: Um, Yes and no. I mean, I, uh, as you know, I also um, run a podcast. However, Mm -hmm. in the last like six months, it's been on a hiatus because I've been – lots of things have been changing, uh, you know, going on like a uh, job and, and life-wise. So I um, recently got the diagnosis for ADHD as well. I've worked through like getting medication for that and then figuring that out. Um, you know, as the pandemic kind of waned and we started coming back into a, somewhat of a normalcy, um, it, was, it was very difficult to start to have all of that stuff going on. And so um, things fell to the back burner. And then also Um, the new job, um, which, you know, jumping into that was a lot and uh, took a lot more time than I had thought. So, Um, but I do run that podcast, Indy No podcast. And um, that actually brings in a little bit of like ad money, but only um, very little. Uh, So I don't do that for the money. I don't, and I don't have any other side hustles as of yet mm. that are um, sources of of income. However, I do have a, I do have some thoughts on potential things in the future for that. But I don't. I want to focus on finishing my trilogy first before I jump and, and having a steady stream of those podcast episodes before I jump into something else. Now, mm.
0: No. Well, that's sensible. Um, And did you have a business plan when you launched, or before you launched, rather?
1: (laughs) Absolutely Mm. not. Not at all. Um, And
0: Mm. that is why I said I'm probably on the bad slash very low medium side of Mm.
1: (laughs) business, yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. Um, And um, do you know who you're
1: marketing to? I mean, I know it is YA, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, do you know anything more than that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that my main market, my main demographic is... uh, probably 16 to like 30 Mm -hmm. I think is like the core um, demographic I see based on my uh, stats on um, you know Amazon that uh, that's or um, and based off honestly my stats on my podcasts um, which tends to be a lot of the same type of people that are reading the book uh, tend toward that age range and um, you know it's that's more than okay. And I think that that is the the target audience usually. And that's why I also try to aim for there being no uh, curse words in my, in my book. Um, at least this series will not have any curse words in it and not too graphic graphic of content so that that age range is more than okay to read it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say anywhere from, let me lower it a little bit, actually, because it's it's actually middle school appropriate. So I would say um, the 10 to 30, but primarily the people who are buying the book is, is closer to that mm-hmm. 17, 16 to 30 ish.
0: Okay. Um, and, and do you know anything like more about them, like their aspirations? And um, I suppose what I'm sort of asking is, have you actually been able to speak to people who bought your book and, you know, why they've enjoyed it and things like that?
1: I have actually. Um, and let's see, I've had a, yeah, it, it's been really interesting. The interactions I've had with some of the readers because um, they've pretty much all been positive. And um, I actually got to speak to somebody to directly um, very briefly, but I spoke to someone who had left um, a three-star review on my book on Goodreads. And um, I average usually around like 4.5. Five, I think, on there as as last I checked, Um, and it's usually five on Amazon. Um, But I spoke to uh, someone who had left a three star because I it was a good review and an an honest review, and I was really appreciative of that. And I wanted to ask just a little bit further, like what more they could tell me, because I wanted to improve on those areas that they thought were lacking. And I learned a lot through that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the people I've also talked to, um, one other reader who um left a glowing review on on goodreads as well but individually we chatted as well and then she said that um she felt really seen by a certain character um representing uh represented in the in the book and um it's it's become one of her favorite books that she's read recently um and she is now going to be um part of the arc reader group for the sequel and also um Hopefully, a beta reader for the the third book in the trilogy. Oh,
0: oh that's awesome! That's very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, in terms of the the actual running of the business, have you found anything? What's the most difficult aspect of running the business?
1: Um probably the actual like business, the, the, the literal business side of it, like everything that's involved in, there's so much more to the business side than you realize, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, and I think that's the biggest thing that authors don't, don't know until they, until they know, you know, it's, it's that, um, once you finish the book, that's kind of just like the smallest step really, um, going forward because once it's done, it's kind of done. Right. And then the biggest thing after that is publishing is, um, publicity right the advertising the marketing um there's so many different ways to advertise and market your book and to um some people like to focus on creating an author brand and um doing specific um accounts on social media and also in you know newsletters and all all youtube channels and merch you know you name it That's it's been done um and i think that's i think that's the hardest thing is like picking which of those things you think are most important and focusing on that. And I, um, I think for me, it's, it's going to be the, the advertising and organic marketing through social media and less so on, on anything else. But I always love going on to podcasts and, and um, chatting with people about the book because I think that's the best way to get the word out. And I think it also shares like the passion of the author about the book and people get to know you they'll buy the the, people buy your book because they're supporting you. They don't buy your book for the book. Usually Mm, mm, I think. mm.
0: Okay. Um, Fine. Um, So it's 2226. Um, If we move on to sales. um, So you mentioned how much you've sold um, and are you hoping to sort of sell the same amount
1: this time around with your second book? Um. Honestly, I'm hoping to sell much more with the mm-hmm. second book. I know that um, I think I had I had almost no expectations, honestly, with the first book because I didn't know what to expect. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. However, with book two, I think that it is very feasible and and obtainable to reach probably 1.5 times the sales I had for book one, or even double, because I didn't do so much um, with book one after you know, a few months. So um, I think with book two, I should see much more sales, especially considering I'm going to be uh, marketing and advertising a lot more for it, um, given I have a little bit more funds to do so and a little more um, knowledge about the process now. Um, And also a lot of times readers don't like to jump into a trilogy if there's only one book done and they don't know when the next ones are coming out. And now that I have, I will have had two books out, you know, um, of the three, and the third one will not take forever to come out either. I think it's, uh, I think it's very uh, obtainable to reach almost double, if not more, um, for book two over the course of the first year of sales.
0: Yeah, um, and when approximately will will you be releasing,
1: or when do you hope to release the second? Um, that's, I do have a date in mind. Mm. Um, I will say, I think that we can easily see it coming out in the next few months. Okay. Um, I have a, I have, like I said, I do have a date actually. Um, it's specifically picked for, um, kind of a gimmick, I guess, but I also just really like it. So, um, Mm. and it's a little bit later than I had anticipated to Mm. be honest, but, um, I so think because of all of the, uh, yeah, because of all of the factors I listed earlier, um, it took a little. It took a little while, um, mm. so I had to actually move back my date. I sent it to the editor as well, um, so that kind of pushed things back. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, it'll be out in a few months, um, and we'll start to see like cover reveal and different things like that, in a launch event um, before that. So.
0: Oh, cool! I always imagined it'd be the same sort of cover but I suppose it'd have to be different, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: They do change, yeah, but the logo, I think what's going to be interesting is like what changes are made, but also what's consistent.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So you sell a print copy, you sell digital mm-hmm. copies. Um, how much does each sell for?
1: Um, so the paperback copies are usually $14.99 and the, uh, Kindle, copy, the Kindle ebook goes for four ninety nine. dollars um, I believe it's $4.99 on ebook format on everywhere else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that $4.99 and $14.99. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amazon does frequently uh mark down the paperback copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it as low as I believe like ten ninety nine or something, ten seventy-three at one point. Mm-hmm. So um, which is great because they they take that markdown from their end, not mine. Mm-hmm. So basically they they lose most of the print cost probably. Mm-hmm. Um but I still get my full list price. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm always happy for it to be less. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's less than usual. Go buy it, because I still <laughs> make the same money. So. <laughs> um, and
0: um, what's the split in terms of um, all the proportion of print versus digital copies the sales?
1: Oh, uh, good question, actually. Um, I know that it is. it was close to half Um, at one point and I believe that at least on so it's hard to see sometimes the um, the split between it on all of the other formats but I know that a good number of people are buying it through um draft digital shows me all of the copies being bought through like Barnes and Noble and um ebook copy and all of that and then Ingram shows me as well and um I think that, let's see, lifetime sales on, um, what do you call it? Uh, I'm not, like I said, okay, so like a rough estimate basically is probably 60% um, ebook, 40% print.
0: Yeah, people are often saying that um, the ebooks or the um, sort of digital copies sell more than the print. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what I've been hearing. (laughs) Interesting. Um, okay. So if we move on to marketing, um, so, um, what, what would you say is your brand?
1: Um, you know, I, that's, I've been asked that before and I, I almost never really have a consistent answer because I don't have a consistent brand, I think, because I'm just me and I tend to change sometimes. So, I think my brand is 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 you get is, is an honest person who is uh, entertaining, engaging, and uh, ever changing. I don't know, like I like I said, I don't really focus so much on the author brand so much as the uh, relationships with the 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 readers or in the audience.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: so if I were to sort of
0: think of your book um, and mm-hmm. um, sort of describe it in one word or a few words. Um, what would you say what would you pick as a word or the words
1: one one word to describe my book exactly okay I would say probably um, deep
0: deep okay
1: yeah yeah Because it it kind of fits multiple reasons. Uh, I think it goes deep into like some thematic content and some questions, makes you think. But it was also like deep characters um, and overall concept. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think that is the first word that comes to mind. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Um, In terms of sort of value propositions, um, what do you sort of promise your readers through your your messaging?
1: um I think that my readers will always always get a um well fleshed out characters in a well fleshed out world um I think world building is one of the areas that I uh thrive in um coming out of uh a heavily game um gamer uh influenced childhood and and existence so Hmm. um I've always, I've always been one to think about the world as a whole and, and create new characters all of the time. And I'm a very much a concept idea guy um, and always have new ideas and always have new people. And I think that I do that very well. And I think that I can always promise my readers that even if, um, even if you don't love the overall um, story itself, I think that there will always be a character or uh, that you connect with, or there will always be, the world will always be interesting to you in some way. Mm-hmm. Awesome,
0: okay. And has this been a, a rewarding experience? And if so, how so?
1: I would say it's absolutely rewarding. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I kind of thought that writing would be something that I would be interested in pursuing at one, one day when I was younger. Um, never thinking that it legitimately could be something that I would uh, make ever make money in, um, you know, or even be known for by anyone. Um, and the fact that you know, I know that hundreds of people have my book on their shelves um, is is already just like a really, really heartwarming thing to to think about. And um, but it's also been really rewarding in the sense that like it allows me to. Share some experiences of mine. Um, touch on some really important topics that I think are necessary to include in literature, and um, and also, you know, it just it's uh, it's also a really really nice process to just sit down and write and tell stories and entertain, and um, and it also leads to really great conversations with people too. And I think that overall I've, I've grown as a person and as an author and artist, um, through this entire process and everything I learned through this, I can use in other ways, um, you know, in life. So it's, it's beneficial in multiple ways. Mm.
0: Awesome. Um, so this is the, um, wind down section. It's thirty I'm just going to ask some sort of general questions. Um, mixture, um, who would you, do you have a book role model? Um, or an author role model rather?
1: You know, I used to and, and who was that? And and now I don't think I do. So um but I but my original book role model was Stephen King, I okay. think, which is a little basic to be honest, but mm. um <laughs> but I think that uh you know I used to I, I know, I it's 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 fine. Everybody probably No says it's that fine. just.
0: Oh, okay. That's what you meant by basic.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, right. not okay. so much that he's a basic author, but the, no, fact no. That the answer is basic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. it's such a, he's such a mainstream author and such sure, a, sure. like a it's well-known we name up. that. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's like saying Phantom of the Opera is your favorite musical, which I also like include as one of my top three. So like, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. But um, no, I think Stephen King is also one of those authors that kind of like got me super interested in such a detailed world too. And um such long books and well thought out and fleshed out characters and, and worlds that uh it was always engaging and interesting to read and i probably have more of his books on my shelf than anyone else i even have his memoir on writing which i thought was really um inspirational and and uh interesting as well and and a good look into his early career and his whole career as a whole but um you know i I used to say he was the the, kind of the author role model. And I say that the reason that he would, I would probably no longer say that is only because I, I don't think that I would ever try to, I would never want to be Stephen King because Stephen King is Stephen King and I don't want to write like him. I want to, if he were to still be my role model for any reason, it would be that I would like to have the success that he has had or at least a percentage of that success with my own stuff, but I would like to, Trying to maybe consider either myself, like, you know, my, my own role model uh, or like maybe my group of uh, newly found friends who are writers um, as my role models because they consistently are, are writing and sharing their own stories and doing it in the indie um, format too. So we're all kind of in it together.
0: Yeah. I mean, and speaking of that, would you ever consider um, going um, traditional
1: I, I would, actually, um, if the conditions were right. I think that um, I wouldn't discount it. Um, I would never just say no without hearing someone out if they were to offer that, because I think that the traditional route would take some of the the mental load off or the, at least the some of the more business aspect side that I'm not as fond of um, off of my own shoulders and let them take care of some of that. Um, but I think that it also would just depend on the genre and the actual book itself because sometimes I I think that I, I, I would prefer the hybrid route where I, I get to per, you know produce and publish the books that I want to in my own way and then um, allow certain stories and characters to be under the umbrella of a traditional house, um, especially if that were to lead to uh, one day a, a film version of um, my books because I, I very much right in the way of, of uh, the cinematic style. I think like I visually look at, I, I see things in my mind as, as a movie almost when I'm writing and I um, would love to see that happen one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. If, if any publishing house were to reach out to me, I would gladly talk to them about it um, and, and just see if the conditions are right to say yes, but I would never discount it right away.
0: Mm. Okay, and um, where do you see yourself in like five years with regards to your authorship?
1: Ooh, uh, yeah, so let's see. Um, I'd say in the next five years, I should have fully published the Delivery Company series um, trilogy. So that, that will be done. There will most likely be an additional external book kind of outside of that within the world. Um, and I should have at least probably one or one or two more books um, unrelated completely to that series done in the next five years. Um, and I think that the, I think that I will be a little more, I hope to be a little more uh, engaged in and more well known in the community of authors as well um, in the next five years. I think it's very doable. Um, and it, at the rate that I was going before this, this brief uh, few month break that I took, um, I think in the next five years, I think it's just going to be exponentially better. And we're going to see a lot more stories um, coming from my head to the page. <laughs> mm. uh, and, and they all sort of uh, within the same genre um, or like YA? Um, yes, I do. I do have one kind of on the back burner that is a, a YA another kind of like YA dystopian sci fi ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have uh, more of like a YA uh, contemporary romance almost like a rom com sort of mm-hmm. idea that kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have a detective uh, series that I've kind of started to think on and work on. So uh, that's not as YA actually. So yeah. I have a very eclectic uh, brain that uh, is full of a uh, random assortment of stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, right,
0: excellent. So where can people find you?
1: Um, people can always find me at my uh, Instagram, which is lane Northcut author. I have my, uh, my website is currently under maintenance, but it is usually lane com, and yeah, um, they can always email me also, um, at lane northcut at gmail.com. And mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok, Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and all of that information usually is also available on my link tree on my Instagram bio. So any, any way they need to reach me, they can. And, um, I can't promise I will always get back to people right away but I I do try my best when my brain will allow me to remember that I had that mm. that message so mm. brilliant awesome um so is there anything that um you think I've missed or anything I should ask or anything you want to say um you know there's always there's always the one one thing that I like to tell people that that whenever they ask um for like a general advice as an author mm. you know it's it's and I think people well, two things. I think that one is um, I hear a lot of authors in the indie worlds, especially um, when they're starting out, say that they're an aspiring writer, um, which more power to them. That's fine. I just I, I challenge people to to remove the word aspiring and just tell people you're a writer or an author, because if you've written anything, you are. Um, and, and I think that you, you know, take less credit for that than, than you should, you know, because you you're doing a really great job at uh, whatever you're doing because you're already writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the biggest thing though is that there are billions of the people, you know.